0: Welcome to episode 119 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Donut County. You can follow all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club, on Twitter at leftbehindclub, and on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub. If you enjoyed the show, send it to a friend and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Without further ado, let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him, his name is Michael Ruffalo.
1: I'm excited to talk about the holiest game I've ever played.
0: And here to talk about the holiest game we've probably ever played is our special guest, Wesley LeBlanc. He is a freelance writer for IGN. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello, hello. I'm very excited to talk about all these holes.
1: It's going to be a good
2: so many
0: holes. Uh,
2: the most holes.
0: The most holes.
1: We're going to get um, into I some have a... <laughs> inappropriate spaces if we don't pivot quickly.
0: <laughs> well, let me pivot away. And obviously, like, some folks might have holes in their knowledge about you. So why don't you share uh, with our audience uh, what you do and, and what you're all about?
2: So basically, I'm a freelance writer. I mean, I have, like, a day job and stuff. I'm a reporter in my local county. But um, when I'm not doing that, I'm writing about video games and right now, all of that happens at IGN. So I'm a guides writer there, a commerce writer, which is very behind the scenes, and no one's probably ever going to see any of my commerce pieces. Um, I write news daily there, and I do a bunch of these science coverage. So if you ever see any, like, crazy science stories at IGN, you're like, what? That's not about video games. There's a good chance I helped write that because science is awesome. What Learn- is the craziest
0: oh. story you've written?
2: Oh, the, cra- the, one I, the one I wrote, let's see, I wrote one recently that was um, a human could fall through a black hole and survive if it's done like very specifically and very correctly. Um, and that was fun cause I got to be super existential and like put my tagline. I was like, Wesley LeBlanc is a freelance writer who volunteers to fall into the hole. Um, but basically there's a way to do it where it doesn't completely stretch you thin like a spaghetti noodle. You would probably eventually die pretty soon into going into the hole, but like You're getting like 30 seconds to figure out something that I don't think any person has before. Um, So
0: would you consider yourself an expert on holes then?
2: I would. Black holes, you know, holes popping up in the ground, Um, like Donut County maybe. (laughs) Ooh, excellent segue uh, to the game that we're playing this week. Uh, It
0: is Donut County, developed by Ben Esposito, published by Annapurna Interactive, released initially on August 28th of 2018, available on iOS, macOS, Windows, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, Android, basically everything. Um, We start this show... Did I write it? I did. Okay. Uh, We start the show uh, in the same way every single time by giving you a fast pitch about the game that we play, essentially a one-sentence pitch about the game, Uh, so we're going to do that now. Um, Who wants to start by giving their one-sentence pitch about Donut County?
1: I got it. Donut County is a puzzle platform game where you pilot a hole controlled by... A an a hole raccoon. <laughs> Dang, that was perfect. Spot on. That was really good. Yeah I, yeah, I do my best.
2: Wesley, why don't you give us yours? You are in control of a hole, and your one objective is to put as many things as possible into it.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna kid. keep. I'm gonna keep it short and say, "Yo, it's reverse Katamari. And I there hope y'all go. have played Katamari. That's yep. it.
2: That's actually spot on.
0: Um, tell me, what is your history with donut County? Is it the first time you played second time? What did you know about it? Uh, Wesley, I want to give you the floor first.
2: So donut County was like one of those games. I remember when it came out and everyone was, um, you know, all over it. It was a, a big game. Um, one of those Indies that kind of like stands out and breaks through, you know, the um, games industry and whatnot. And, for some reason, I just didn't play it. I don't remember why. It, it, it's a game right up my alley. It has awesome music and great art. It's like everything I wanted in indie. Um, but I never played it. And then you hit me up about this, and I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to finally play this game I've been meaning to play. And then I look up the trophy list, and I'm like, I can get the platinum trophy in one playthrough. That that's excellent. And sure <laughs> enough, that's what I did. So I played it pretty recently, and it was my first time, and I really, really loved it. I Sounds love like that. you're a
1: hole expert. Yes.
2: <laughs> I've got the platinum hole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike, make us whole and tell us about your experience with Donut County.
1: Yes. So similar to Wesley, I remember this game getting a ton of attention. Uh, I think when it was, I think, part of a game jam and then turned into a full game. I know it's based on a Peter Molydew quote or, or tweet which, uh, if any of you are unfamiliar, that is a parody Twitter account that kind of took on a life of its own, parodying uh, Peter Molyneux, the infamous game designer. Um, And I did not play it, this is the first time I played through it, and the thing that pushed me towards it is I was looking at a bunch of stuff on Game Pass and New Editions, and I saw it, and I'm like, wow, I've wanted to play this game, it looks super cute, um and it's super small install size and i can play it when none of my friends are online so <laughs> grabbed it uh convinced jacob to, to play it with me and west thankfully you joined us as well and uh yeah that was that was my exp- that's that's what i bring to it
0: i played this game I think essentially when it came out Because I want to say I was at a PAX And that's when I kind of found out information about it Don't think I got hands on But it might have been there in one of the like Indie booths or whatever And I played it I think on uh, On PS4 When it first came out And I adored this game Like I'm a big Katamari fan So immediately I was like Oh yeah Donut County that's incredibly like My ish like I, I, I need to play this Um Loved it and it is so short and so bite sized that like there are a lot of games where I'm like, I don't want to play this again because I played it, it's ten hours, whatever. But this game being like a ninety minute game, I was immediately like, I will play that again in a heartbeat. And and truly, y'all, I would play this game again. If someone asked me in five years from now to play Donut County, I would play it again. And that is a that is a big statement for me, because I don't replay stuff. So that's my agreed. Yeah. yeah that is that is my experience with with donut county um wesley how did you play this one you said trophy so i assume playstation 4
2: yes on um, playstation 5 actually but yeah, playstation 4 oh now
0: how did it work version. on playstation 5
2: um nothing like i don't think anything specific to the ps5 and i can't imagine the game had trouble running on a ps4 considering it runs on an iphone so um as far as i know i might as well just played the ps4 version um, that was yeah it worked perfectly and flawlessly
1: when you, br- you bring up that it ran on an iPhone, that was actually the, the platform that I thought... Um, I think when it came out, I thought it was exclusive to... to I, whether it was or not, doesn't matter. In my head, it was a mobile game that, that later came to, to console and PC, etc., etc. Um, so I've always associated this as a mobile game and thought it was cool to be able to, I don't know, play it on my on my Xbox without it feeling like it was shoehorned onto it in any way.
0: Um, so... You played it on your Series X then Mike?
1: I did, yes. With a controller.
0: Cool. And I, I played it this time on um, played it this time on Xbox Series X, but I believe the first time I played it it was on PlayStation Four. So I've I've seen it in many forms. Um, we gave our, our kind of fast pitch on it, but if you had to set up this game and, and talk more about it in detail, like where would you start? Would it kinda of be the gameplay and, and what you focus on in that respect?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, the story is, is cute and charming, um, and it does start off really interesting um, kind of near the end. But yeah, the gameplay is, I think, the, the big highlight of this game. It's like one part therapeutic, another part you're a terror at this town, completely just <laughs> destroying everything in sight. Um, and yeah, it's it's the gameplay goes... It's, it's weird because it's one very simple mechanic, I guess, but it goes... Places, and then by the end, it's like, how did we get here in two hours? But it's awesome. It works perfectly.
1: Totally. Yeah, I, I think the this game just hits you with a bunch of style right at the beginning, too. Like, the intros where um, they're setting up the characters um, are just so well done. Um, it has an extremely cinematic vibe to it. And um, I don't know if you guys picked up on this as well, but it just it feels like the whole game takes place. In L.A. or just outside of it, like it feels like it's got that, um, and maybe that's just in like the aesthetic, like a cartoonish version of it. Maybe it's the later segments where you're stuck in traffic forever, um, <laughs> but it just it just feels very like fun, whimsical L.A.
0: No, that that's a perfect way to describe it, and uh, I I just want to double down on one thing you said, Wesley is like this game is incredibly therapeutic in like. It is so satisfying. This is going to sound sexually explicit to just put things in the hole. <laughs> like it is it is so to 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 move around like okay. big Katamari Damasi fan. big Katamari Damashi fan. And if you haven't played Katamari, in that game, you control an alien who rolls a ball around things attached to the ball, gets bigger, you get bigger, and then you continue to move around. This game is the reverse of that as you are just, instead of putting things on something, you're putting them down a hole and the hole gets bigger as you put items into it. So you'll start and like you're putting stones into the hole and you're putting like little shrubs or little weeds into the hole and then you're putting lawn chairs and then humans are going in the hole or, or like creatures, anthrop- anthropomorphic creatures will go in the hole and then a house will go in the hole and then more will go in the hole. It's just like so, so satisfying to see it continue to grow and levels are diverse and they they usually only take like 90 seconds. Eh, they take like two to five minutes to complete and they this game is not difficult but like mm. so so satisfying to like continue to put things god to continue to like put things inside of the donuts uh and then <laughs> wow. and then move through cuz that's right. that's the setup right is that like there's a donut delivery app that BK the main character is kind of running but instead of delivering donuts they deliver
1: holes BK the trash panda <laughs> Yes
2: I, I remember the have a garbage day is like the main like catchphrase of the game. I had seen that everywhere and until I played this game for the first time, I had no idea what it was. I'd I'd seen it everywhere, like in stores, online, um, and then the game booted up and I beat the first level, you know, it has a little transition scene, it says have a garbage day, and I was like, Oh my goodness, that's this game. Um so- and yeah, that's that you know, BK being a uh trash panda a, uh, raccoon. Um, trash is kind of his thing and it makes a lot of sense that he is um just devouring anything and everything
1: i've got to ask did did either of you get night in the woods vibes from this game at all like a less cosmic horror (laughs) uh night in the woods vibe
2: i haven't actually played night in the woods but as far as like art style and vibe goes yes i know i need i really do need to play that game it's it's just (laughs) the themes i've heard about it i'm like i don't know if i'm ready to hit For those themes to hit home yet, so we're gonna wait.
0: Yeah, I was like Wesley, do you like depression? You're gonna (laughs) love Night in the Woods.
2: Yeah, maybe in a in a different um, non-pandemic times. Yeah, I I would say
0: like Night in the Woods is like the perfect like September game. If you want to like, it's getting colder out, cooler outside. You're starting to wear sweaters, and like Night in the Woods with a nice cup of tea, like that is Night in the Woods to me. A a very few games like hit that hit an aesthetic. It's like, um, oh, the indie game. We uh, a short hike. A short hike to me is like rainy summer day game. Night in the woods is like cool sweater weather fall. Um, and Mike, you you nailed it. Like Donut County is like summer in LA vibes for sure.
1: Yeah, everything is very colorful and bright and um, soft palette, cartoony um, and it's you just jump from level to level where each level is um i guess the the central premise is telling the story of how one of these animal <laughs> characters uh or yeah anthropomorphic animal characters gets sucked into the hole um which you you know jacob alluded to this earlier it's when uh, you realize they ended up ordering a donut and that just led to the led to the chaos that <laughs> uh, that led to all of this donut county being destroyed or or pulled into the hole um (laughs) is it worth i guess diving into a little bit of the puzzle element of this game yeah lead lead us through it yeah so i I think what's kind of fun about the gameplay like this could be i think a pretty unchallenging boring game considering you're just piloting a hole (laughs) and trying to get things to fall into it but i think the thing that makes this a little bit more fun or a little bit more challenging is you load into the level and know, okay, by the end of this level, I need to get everything that's in here into the hole. Um, but your hole is only a certain size, and you can only fit certain things into it. Um, and the way that you end up having to tackle it or approach it is find, okay, what are the smallest things can I, that I can quickly fit in there to expand the size so I can fit larger and larger and larger things in, um, until you're eventually, you know, half of the half of the level itself, and you're having RVs and big mountain formations, et cetera, et cetera, falling in and and filling up the hole. Um, so I I love the way that they did it, and it was really really fun to see just about everything in the level when you load in be interactable.
2: Yeah, it's it's the it's cool too the the way the game kind of like pushes you into the puzzle. Cause it's very, like we were saying, therapeutic and, and simple. And you're like, okay, there's a rock there. Let me grab that. And the camera's like slowly panning out. Sometimes I was realizing it happening. Cause it does like a big, you know, swoop backwards. And sometimes it's just slowly panning out. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I'm the size of a vehicle now and I'm <sighs> dropping trees and massive cliffs into the hole. Um, and yeah, there's usually like one puzzle I'd say in each, like one main kind of standout puzzle in each level. Um, the one that comes to mind is I remember the first time you get big enough to go under a like barbecue pit thing, um, and a raven or like a crow or some bird throws like a piece of coal down to the ground. If you let that coal fall in, your hole is now like a, a fiery pit from hell and you can go <laughs> around and catch things on fire. Um, which I think is how you get the trees. Um, funnily, funnily enough, there's a plot or there's a um, trophy for lighting the RV on fire, which you totally don't have to do. Um, it's really messed up to do, but very BK <laughs> to light the RV on fire before dropping it into the hole. Um, and yeah, it's just it's cool how there's little things like that that are just built right into the scenery um, that eventually become puzzles.
1: One of my favorites, uh, or one of my favorite little level things where you have to sequence things into the hole, was setting the hole on fire, I believe, and then getting all the corn into it, and then popcorn starts shooting out. I might have got the sequencing wrong, but... Um, it, it was just such a fun little moment where you see what they're trying to get you to do, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun! This is gonna be really cool!" and and it pays off. It's it's everything I wanted it to be.
0: I I think a lot of the like snake tail uh, puzzle, where a snake goes inside of your hole and the like tail comes up, Kinky. and you use that to kind of knock a sign around to. I, I don't know if it's collect or do something, but I distinctly remember it's like popcorn, fire and snake tail like those and even like there's one where you get a catapult at one point in the game and with the catapult you can shoot things that go in the hole uh back out of the hole so example you can shoot a water balloon and make like a puddle which you can collect and then shoot the water up to do things you can shoot a frog that you've collected up out of the hole to collect flies get bigger and that allows you to get bigger or like have the frog pull things down that are pretty weighty so yeah each each level is like handcrafted like wildly handcrafted i know that ben esposito and the folks that, that helped on the team like worked on this game for a very long time i swear it did like the the press junket for like three years but i'm incredibly thankful that this game came out it is just so polished And like doesn't overstay its welcome. We could we we'll talk about it more, but this game is is sublime.
1: Yeah, I'm totally with you. It definitely doesn't take longer than you want it to be, and each level is a little bit more complex and teaches you a little bit more than I think you were expecting. You could have with the mechanic of you know fill things into the hole. Um, (laughs) Where I thought it really surprised me is when they start dropping things into the map that you then have to move or rearrange based you know using the hole like setting the fireworks or um opening the barn door or things like that i thought were like incredibly inventive and cool and to me it's just a sign of oh these people have played this game a long time and they have found every possible thing you could do or as many possible things as you could imagine with the mechanic of things falling into a hole (laughs)
2: and the game's really smart too about everything like it's all natural decisions that you're going to eventually arrive to you know if you see um okay there's like a water wheel um well how do you make a water wheel move you get some water oh there's a thing over here that's got water in it and then you just find ways to get the water it's cool how and like you said they you can tell they spend a lot of time trying to find ways to make it natural in each level to arrive at the uh, solution or conclusion of the level i guess um it's very awesome design
1: I guess my only complaint in, in relation to the, the design was that everything felt a little too obvious um, I, I did not feel challenged by it and I'm not sure that that's what they were going for so I don't know if that's a fair criticism I don't think they were going for challenging per se um, but I wish that there was a little bit more effort to figure out how to solve each level and um, Yeah, just because it, I felt like I just cruised right through this game. I felt like, in a way, I sped run it.
2: It, Correct me if I'm wrong, but the the XP you get after each level is like arbitrary, right? It goes up the same amount no matter what you do. Totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I, for I I totally see that complaint because it is very simple. Like it, I don't think it challenged me. Like there was nothing that really stumped me. Um, but I think for them it probably was intentional, just because there's really no incentive to go faster or do something slower. I mean, beyond like trophies or achievements, really. Um, it does. It's, it's very therapeutic. And I think that the um, Ben Esposito and the team, you know, strive to make it. So um, just an art and story and gameplay and, and sound, it all comes together to be this like, Hey, it's a simple game. We have a fun little two hour thing to show you. Check it out. Here's what it is. Even like the, the core of it's great. <clears throat> But even some of the stuff
0: on the periphery, like, I think the writing was really funny. Like, there's some, some text messages that go back and forth between, you know, BK and the human character Mira. Uh, and you had the option, like, you were the one actually driving the conversation. Well, you were hitting the reply button or the quack button, which, like, <laughs> in this world, why are there quack buttons on the phone? But yeah, sure. What do they do? I I don't know like you had the option to hit reply or quack and like you could hit quack a bunch of times sometimes and someone the other character would quack back at you so I got a I got a good kick out of it but even even the writing to me was like very funny there were a few times where I, I was laughing out loud as like the characters around BK and Mira were essentially calling BK like uh, the, a destroyer of worlds or like terrible <laughs> and he was just like nah I'm just doing my thing guys.
1: I I love him defending himself along the way. <laughs> it was it was a great. I guess that was the thing that reminded me the most of Night in the Woods, just the 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 quirky personalities, defending and and having weird takes on stuff, and that just you know adding to the to the flavor of the world.
2: Mm-hmm. I just wanted that drone. <laughs> Gotta get to level eleven.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which you know he eventually does get in the end um the the story i guess if they if we want to dive in to it at all is uh the the panda or <laughs> the trash pandas the raccoons <laughs> they move in and um very quickly as each per- or each resident in the town orders a donut um bk sends his little hole over and ends up sucking up their whole world And then you move on to the next one. And the story is being told from inside the hole, trying to figure out how they all got there, what the commonality was, and why BK is an Um, (laughs) a-hole. And uh, so, you know, eventually I think they convince him that it was a dick move uh, and that he should fight against the Trash King. Um, And you end up getting to a two-stage final boss battle. At the L.A. like Griffith Observatory or, or the a facsimile of it, um, where you find the you know the king pa- the king trash panda, the king raccoon, <laughs> and um, he's got a crown on his head and he offers you a contract that uh, that you just can't can't say no to, um, which is the drone and et cetera et cetera and you end up having this amazing drone fight with uh with a hole and i just I it was really fun it was a cute little like way to wrap things up
0: any I, I hate to go back to the writing again but like even the writing in that sequence where he's like but there's health insurance like <laughs> that kind of stuff just like it really got me and showed like a lot of care around the periphery told, mentioned that but that last sequence even before you get to the boss battle like the lab and how it's a multi like it's a multi hold adventure, I guess, where you're solving different areas of the lab to get to the final boss fight was a great way to like ending games are hard. final boss battles are hard. This game, I think, is one of the few that I can think of off the top of my head that just like really nails it or at least makes it like a Painless. a low friction experience in the end.
1: yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah, there's the um, and speaking to like the writing, like you mentioned. The even like the camera work is is working on the writing. Like when they're talking down in the hole, they're quickly flashing between the different people talking. It has like a very cinematic, like comedy or indie kind of feel. Um, it's you with a game like this, you wouldn't necessarily think there'd be this story at all, or um, a great story at that. Um, but they put a lot of care into telling this off the wall story that um, as you mentioned eventually goes to the LA Griffith Observatory and there's a giant tornado and turns out there's a bunch of raccoons doing all kind of crazy things like this and then there's a king um, trash king and it's I, I, I remember playing it and then getting to the end and I was like I do not know how we got here but I'm so happy <laughs> to have arrived at the point where I'm fighting a drone with its own bombs um, it, it, it's, it goes places very quickly it's awesome
1: I've got to ask, what section, not just in the, the boss fight, but what individual level was would you say is your favorite or the one that stood out the most to you? Hmm. I'll go the... first. I'll give you guys some time to think yeah. about it. Um, there's two that really stand out to me. One was being stuck in traffic in L.A. <laughs> I just thought that was just too apropos. Um, the second being the abandoned house. Where there everything is in the dark, and um you need to i think I think control a flashlight mm-hmm. while you're sucking things up and then um stumbling across people who are squatting inside of it um i I thought that was awesome,
2: yeah, the house was going to be one of my answers um and every time you get um you spot somebody, you get scared, I think or something, and the flashlight dies a little bit or um something happens where you have to wait a little bit for your um light to come back. Uh, My favorite level would probably be the um, adventure park or water park. I don't remember what they call it. Um, But just because of the the scale of escalation um, that takes place throughout the entire level. You start as like a little hole. You create a puzzle. You've got this log flume ride going. And then eventually you somehow get this Ferris wheel spinning crazy to where it goes off the rails. And um, you essentially destroy the entire park. (laughs) like destroying Disney World for.
0: as a a raccoon (laughs) yeah didn't uh bk like underground be like all the raccoons are probably at the amusement park but don't wreck it yeah (laughs) um i loved uh you know not to say the same levels that y'all said um i really enjoyed like i said the end i think that endings in games are i've said it before are tough um and usually like when you go to like i think of like the sonic lab battle like Always at the end of a Sonic game It's like mechanical It's Robotnik's lair And it isn't fun But like They take the laboratory thing And make it a lot of fun Uh, That's when the puzzles get more complex Uh, and like complex in like a kindergarten sense, like, Hey, you're, you're a first grader now. This is not a hard game. Um, but I, I enjoyed the final levels. There's like four of them in in the final area. One where you have to like make a frog big, um, one where you like have to move between spotlights to suck up donuts. Like it's a lot of fun. So uh, we all brought different levels and there's only like 20 levels in this thing. So that just shows that like each one of them is really, 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 really well crafted
2: one of the mechanics um if you want to call it that we forgot to touch on that is one of my favorites is the rabbits Mm -hmm. and the fact that like when you have one rabbit and then you drop more rabbits in and all of a sudden they're multiplying as rabbits do um (laughs) that was in one of the final levels i believe right that's yeah i think it's the first room you do in the lab Mm -hmm. um yeah whenever i put two rabbits in there and then like (laughs) 10 more come out i was like this is incredible this it was super cute it's not when I didn't know I wanted to see that, but the second it happened, I was like, "Yep, yeah, this is perfect. This, this is great writing."
1: That was so cute when when you know you put the rabbits in and the hole just you know quadruples in size. Yeah.
0: Um, I would love to bring up the music, um, because I think that there are a lot of indie games that have like really great soundtracks, and I think of you know I've mentioned a few, a short hike etc um, etc cetera, et cetera. like this game has a great soundtrack it's by Daniel Costner and it, it just like especially the opening theme like it, it just feel it's such a vibe not to like it's like I'm sitting on my you know with my trailer on a lawn chair like picking away at a ukulele like that that is the vibe of the soundtrack and it fits so well so I wanted to call out the soundtrack and how if you haven't played Donut County and you want to feel for it like go on Spotify or whatever music platform you have and check out the original soundtrack because it's great
2: the soundtrack was probably my favorite thing about the game by the time I was done with it because I remember sitting on the experience screen for like 10 minutes longer than I needed to because the music there is just so awesome and hype and it's got such this like it's, it's a very unique sound in um, games like you were mentioning it's like one part like soft ukulele like sitting in a chair and then another part almost like arcadey um, and it, it has like a LA vibe which and you know what does that even mean for music but um, it just like it fits so perfectly and the um, electronical feel um, in a lot of the levels and the way that each level had its own little theme that kind of fit the setting uh, very awesome good yeah and music i've been listening to it since i've beaten the game every day
0: uh i i plan to listen to it while i'm working tomorrow now that we mentioned it but um yeah it just had such a like it was cool without even
2: trying to be cool if if that's a good way exactly. to, to describe it yeah. ben esposito is just, really just a guy who i'm
0: like you're probably like really cool like we should have a conversation I bet you're cool. for sure
2: yeah now he's releasing a first person anime shooter game like yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: <laughs> I, explain explain that because like that is his essentially his second game right
1: yeah I forget what's the name of it it's, uh, um, I think he was working on Unfinished Swan wasn't it? yes
0: that was his I think he was working on that and then Donut County his is like first indie game Uh and then mm-hmm. I think they just showed his next game on a like Nintendo Switch showcase or something
2: yeah was it the, and, I think it was the big one like the 19 months later one
0: yeah well, i'll I'll figure that out yeah, well i think it's his
2: it's his second game now he's like big enough you know thanks to donut county and he's kind of like one of those developers that has the name like donut county by ben esposito uh this other nintendo game by ben esposito neon um, white but with unfinished swan neon white that's what it is yeah that game in such a very different way from donut county bleeds the exact same amount of style and fun and cool um like you said, esposito has got to be a cool dude. I mean, he might be awful. I don't think he is, but um, his games give off the vibe. Let's hope he is very, very cool, dude. Yeah,
1: right. Let's hope he doesn't milkshake duck us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Do y'all have any other any points you want to hit on about gameplay, story, graphics, sound? I think we're good. I, I have really? some questions. If you guys, yeah, let's hear them. Okay. Cool. Uh, let me set that up. All right, so I think we've kind of covered the game. It is a shorter one, so a bit of a shorter episode, but I have a few questions um, from the audience that I want to ask y'all. Uh, the first one comes from Twitter. It is from I IamLinkHS. They ask, uh, what do you wish you could drop down a hole? It won't be harmed, but it will be conveniently out of your way for a significant amount of time. A very great question that I want your takes on.
1: There was a period in my life where Jacob was the answer to that. <laughs> um, but now um you know I'm not sure I'd have to I'd have to think more deeply on that. I'm not sure what I need to get out of my life, but I want to still remain safe and you know and all of that.
0: I know I know what I want to drop in a hole. I just want to drop Can't a slinky me. into a hole.
1: Oh, just think about it. Like,
0: weren't you a kid that, like, would put the, or just me that would, like, put the the slinky down the stairs and just watch it go? Like, I just want to get items like a slinky and just make it go in the hole. Maybe a collection of slinkies.
2: Does it extend while it's falling, or does it stay as one piece? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a physics guy. Gosh, what would I want to see down the hole? There's like, so part of me is like trying to find just some inconvenience I have in life and just drop it down the hole and forget about it but then another part of me is like trying to figure out what cool thing in my life would make one of the cool puzzles, um, of donut County. I wish that money worked the same way as the rabbits and I could just drop a dollar <laughs> down the hole and then fill it with hundreds. But, um, I think on any given day it would probably be, uh, you know what? I'll, I want to drop down the hole. Let's find out what happened. I mean, we've seen you know, people survive. We get to survive in this situation. Drop me down. I said earlier, like, you know, If I want to, you know, go into a black hole, I can do that now. Apparently, um, let me drop down the donut county hole. See what happens to me. I'll come back with um, all the facts.
0: We'll
1: slingshot you right out. We'll catapult you out. Perfect. Yes.
0: So, Mike, you you, we don't drop. We don't work together anymore. So you you can't drop me in the hole or you shouldn't drop me in the hole because we're friends now. Um, What do you actually want to drop in the hole?
1: I don't really have. I mean, I hate to like just give a non-answer, but I've just got no inconvenience in my life that is material. You know, um, I've I've just got you know spiritual things that I would like to drop in the hole.
0: Wow, that's that's existential. Maybe maybe For you should real. go in the hole and explore that. Uh, I've got two more questions here Uh, I want to ask the first one and it comes from Discord, it's from Stephanie K Um, They ask, sounds very much like how Katamari works What's similar and different and does it stand on its own apart from Katamari? I'm a big Katamari fan by the way Have you guys played any of the Katamari games? Briefly
2: Yeah, I haven't I don't think I've beaten one and I played one a long time ago, uh, was it PS3? Was um,
0: I think that was. I don't know which uh, one I played there. Was that we love? Let me let me get us the chronology here. But I think there was one that was like, obviously Katamari Damashi There was we love Katamari, uh, and there was I think one on PS3 and one on PS Vita, and they were all a little bit different. Obviously now they're re-releasing the original on mm-hmm. uh, modern platforms. But I I played the original, and I think I played the the PS2 the the follow up PS2 game. And I would say, like, those games are very Japanese in in style. Like, the music is, like, super J-pop. The aesthetic and the things you're picking up are, like, incredibly, like... Well, I mean, it was a Japanese game that almost didn't make its way to the West. And kind of got popular by fluke. So I would say, like, this is a very American game. That is a very Japanese Mm -hmm. game. And I think that this game is, like, perfectly polished every there's not a single like dent or like rough edge on it and katamari as a game is even in its modern re-releases is a little bit rough even from like a control perspective like sometimes you don't have full control over your katamari and i think that's the point but um yeah the american versus japanese this game's s- smooth as butter and uh, katamari maybe not so much
2: i think with donut county too probably not on, i mean he's clearly inspired by um, Katamari and whatnot, but by making it a hole that things fall into, I think you avoid some of the clunkiness that comes from the Katamari games because those you're filling up your screen with this giant ball that has different things that touch different objects on screen differently. Whereas a hole like, it can't really collide or mess up with something. It just drops in. And then if it doesn't drop in, you're like, okay, I'll get bigger or I'm going to find a way to. I mean, on occasion, did you guys ever have any object where you're like, just slightly small? too small to drop it in and you're like trying to like rework it so that it flips itself around and finally drops in absolutely Um, even in those moments i was like i would think this is frustrating and maybe any other game but i really enjoy moving the hole to try to flip the rv in such a way that it goes right down um yeah the, the like you said there it was made in such a way that there's like no clunkiness
0: yeah, and, and just in case anyone listening has not played one, like it, it's been on tons of stuff, like the original Katamari Damashi, We Love Katamari also came out on PS2. Uh, me and My Katamari was a PSP game. Um, there was beautiful Katamari, on, and these were all kind of a little bit different as games. Same core concept, but different. I Love Katamari on iOS, and then Katamari Forever, which is the one you played Wesley on PS3.
2: Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, from what I remember, it. everyone that told me, whenever I said I didn't finish it, Um, it was like a situation where they're like, oh, you played the wrong one. You need to go back and play this (laughs) one or this one. And I was like, okay, cool. I didn't know there was one on iOS though. Yeah, um,
0: I I think there was more than one actually. Um, Hmm. uh, Yeah, I think there might've been, maybe in Japan there was more than one, but there was definitely Hmm. one on on iOS in in, in the North or in in the West. Um, I have one more question. Yeah, I, I have one more question and it comes from Discord and it's from Ludo Narrative FM. They ask, would you consider this The holy grail of indie games? Sorry.
2: No, that's incredible. (laughs) How did we not come up with that already? I don't know. This entire episode without saying holy grail.
1: I think we were too focused on not making sexual puns. Yeah,
2: it's tough. Yeah, this game, everything is about a hole. It's tough to talk around,
1: but it is. It's a glorious hole. Yeah.
2: (laughs) God.
0: I don't know if y'all feel this way, but I, like we've said it before on this podcast, like Annapurna bangers only interactive. Like they just don't miss. And if you look at their, their release history, it's like they release one more game every year. I think this year might be an outlier because they're publishing like 10 different games. But if you look at their release schedule, there's not a single game on there that is trash. Like you could argue that like some games are like a Gorogoa is not for everyone, but look at Annapurna's like track record and Every game is a banger. Even the stuff that's weird, like uh, Keda Keda Takahashi's, who's a creator of Katamari, did Watam, which is a bizarre game and not for everyone, but still like a, a great thing. So yeah, this is this is among the the holiest grail of indie games. Uh, I, as kind of closing thoughts, like I adore this game. I think anyone should play this game. It's on mobile. It would probably do play great on mobile. So if you're if you're interested you haven't played it yet even if you listen to this podcast i think there's a lot of joy that you could get from playing actually like tactically playing this game that may not be the case for everyone of our podcasts like sometimes we will play a game and like y- it gets ruined when you listen to the podcast but on this one if you hear it and you're interested like please it's cheap it's on every platform dive in head first dive in whole first
1: it's free on game pass um the, the whimsy, the experience of it is, is I think, just about everything. Um, like, we can tell you how cute it is, but it's different than experiencing how cute and fun and witty it is. Um, I, similarly, would recommend it to just about anyone. Um, and I had, yeah, just like a really fun, enjoyable time with it, and it didn't overstay its welcome, and it was exactly what I needed in that moment.
2: Yeah, I basically echo everything you guys said. I think this is a game that. Anyone can play, and I would try to get anybody to play it because um, it's got elements that are therapeutic. It's got awesome sound. It's got a great story. Um, It comes together for a full package. I remember playing it, and my wife was sitting next to me. She has not really played too many games, just kind of like the Marios and whatnot. And um, like 10 minutes into the game... I noticed she had like peeped her head up from her switch, um, and she just started watching. And then like 20 minutes later, she was like, "What's this game called?" And then I look over, and she's looking on the eShop to try to find it. And I was like, "That's a good game. That means it's a good game. If she's if 30 minutes and she's ready to buy it herself, like that's a good game." And um, yeah, like it's it's two two three hours max. Um, if you're someone who's like wants a platinum trophy or a thousand gamer score for it, that's also two to three hours max. It's free on Game Pass. I got it on um, PlayStation for $4. It's a game I see often on sale. Um, And even full price, I think it's like $13 nowadays. Yeah, it's 100%. I would have given this game a lot more money than $4 um, now having played it.
0: Yeah, this is like... I try to avoid physical games as you see this pile of physical games in the back. But like Donut County, if there was ever a... um, like limited run games on this, and there, there might have been in the past. I know Annapurna did this collection on PS4 with mm-hmm. like physical copies of all their first seven games. I would love a physical copy of this game. Like it is one that I would love to pass around, tell everyone to play. And even though they had issue, at one point they had an issue with a game called, um, what was it called? Hole.io. Like there was someone who copied their game concept-wise and put it out before Donut County came out. And even though they had that struggle, I think they still made this a very successful game. So um, I'm happy that Ben Esposito and team made it. I'm happy that the three of us got to talk about it. And uh, and there you go. Wesley.
2: One quick note. You mentioned the physical edition. Um, I would love to see what someone like Limited Run or even Interprinit does for like a single phys- physical edition because they always include really cool little like trinkets and stuff. I imagine this game, like you get the box, you get like a map of the county maybe, and then there's like... A box and it's just empty and it's like this is a hole or something like that. I would love to see what they would do to give you a collector's edition hole um, to keep mounted in your office or something. It'd be awesome. The
0: the have a garbage day like typo- uh, typography reminds me a lot of like the really old school like grocery bags you would get. Like it has that same vibe. Yes. So like I'd want like a have a garbage day grocery bag to put yep. my just throw my disc in. So
2: that'd be incredible. Uh, they just give you a bag of trash. They're like, here you go.
0: <laughs> uh, like plush trash inside of, inside of <laughs> your special edition. I love it. Um, that is the end of our uh, Donut County episode. Wesley, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, we are very happy to have you. Uh, if folks want to find your work on the internet, uh, where can they do so?
2: So the best place to keep track of everything I do would be um, at LeBlanc West um, L E B L A N C W E S on Twitter. And I basically tweet out all my stories, all the guides I'm working on, everything I write, um, gets a tweet. And that's the quickest way to keep up with me. If you are regularly on IGN reading or using guides, um, there's a good chance my name will be in the byline. I do quite a lot of work for them. Um, and yeah, I also, you know, give me a follow on Twitter. I'll follow you back. And if you want to see me tweet about video games and, Mostly that pictures of my dogs, you know, those are cool. Um, I got you. Uh, what is the the wildest guide that you've worked
0: on? Difficult, oh my gosh. tactical, strange. Like, tell me.
2: The biggest guide I've worked on, like just the widest spanning guide of my life, and I don't know if it's ever going to beat. I hope I don't ever beat it. Would be Assassin's Creed Valhalla, last year. Um. I took that guide because I love Assassin's Creed and I was like okay I know these games are bigger and the, the press or Ubisoft was saying it's not as big as this Odyssey and I'm like okay that's perfect I'll definitely guide this. 97 hours to get oh. through just the story. My job was the walkthrough. It took me I'd say 80 hours of actually playing if you count if you don't t- if you take away like the time I'm riding in between steps and stuff. That game's too big I wrote and 30,000 words for it 300 different individual pages it was a beast of a guide and we had three other four we eventually had five other people working on the guide because I was just doing the walkthrough and it took me that long someone had to go and do all the treasures you can find I eventually signed up to do all the side quests which was like another 40 hours that game you you remember how Assassin's Creed had fatigue and then everyone was like go away I'm ready for the new style of Assassin's Creed to go away. I'm, I I want to return to, like, just the single city games. Every game keeps getting bigger, and writing those guides is um, just awful. But the most... And that wasn't really challenging, though, because it's Assassin's Creed. It's pretty straightforward. You just kind of, you know, play the game and, and kill people. The most challenging game... Gosh, I'm trying to think. Um... I actually just did one recently called for an indie game called Blue Fire, which is really great. It's on Switch and PC. Um, I would get it on PC if you can, because it doesn't run super great on Switch. But it was an, a very small game. It didn't get much coverage at all, and it's extremely difficult. It's like Celeste in a 3D space. Um, and so, having anytime you have to guide a platformer, it's difficult. One, because you have to somehow make walk forward, jump this way, do a spin or something interesting. <laughs> But man, that game kicked my butt. And there's nothing worse than being the guide writer on a challenging game. Cause you're, you know, when you are struggling in a game, what do you do? You look up a guide and now all of a sudden you're that person. And, and you're like, on deadline okay, I'm too, I'm gonna. sure. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Deadline. You're just like, okay, I'm going to stay up till 2am beating my head against the wall trying to solve this one puzzle <sighs> um, over and over. Uh, yeah. But I do it. I love writing guides. It's fun to help people. If my guides ever help you, I'm satisfied.
0: Yeah, so, so do us a favor. Um, after listening to this podcast, um, go look at the Assassin's Creed Valhalla guide on IGN. Go look at the Blue Fire guide on, on IGN and give Wesley a follow. Uh, LeBlanc, Wes uh, on Twitter. L-E-B-L-A-N-C-W-E-S. Wes, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
2: Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. This was awesome.
0: Um, you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club. On Twitter at Left Behind Club and on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club. Uh, if you like conversations about video games with cool people, uh, you can check out our Discord. The link to that the oh, The link to that is at leftbehindgame.club slash. Discord. Uh, You can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. And I also host another podcast called Cutscenes. It is a video game movie podcast. We just wrapped up season two. Uh, We have watched movies like the Resident Evil franchise. We've watched through the entire first season of The Witcher. If you like video games and you like movies, it's probably a show for you. Uh, Cutscenes.ca and on all major podcasting platforms.
2: If I could plug... I forgot my own two podcasts that I do. Yeah, Um, please. So I have one called NPC Tonight, which is the most it's it's me and two local friends here. And, um, you know, obviously we're recording virtually right now, but it's the most laid back games podcast ever. We have an agenda with news and stuff. But if we get stuck on one news item for 50 minutes and then we're like, okay, we're good. It's that if you just want to listen to three people talk about video games as best friends, there's that. And if you're someone who really likes Dragon Ball Z. I have a YouTube show called Dragon Ball Speak um, that I record with my roommate and I've never watched Dragon Ball Z it's his <laughs> wow. favorite show of all time he's obsessed with it he tried to get me to watch it for years and I was like if we're gonna if I'm gonna watch it we're gonna make content out of it and so the pitch <laughs> of the show is we watch three episodes a week and we review them and he reviews it through the lens of someone who's obsessed with the show and I review it someone who's watching it for the first time thirty years after it aired um, and I think it's really great uh, especially. Love that yeah he you know he's hyping up things he knows what's coming and I'm like uh this was awful or the vice versa happens <laughs> he hates an episode and I'm like this is the best episode yet um so yeah if you want to see me um watch Dragon Ball Z for the first time Dragon Ball Speak we have a Twitter which is um Dragon Ball Speak as well and um we do podcasts on Spotify and all that kind of stuff and you can find all my podcasts on Spotify but the Dragon Ball Z show is definitely best on YouTube I, I try to do some fun editing there
1: I love it. Quick question: Which version of Dragon Ball are you watching?
2: So this was uh, a hot. He tried really hard to get me to watch Kai, but I was like, "If I'm watching for the first time, I want the filler. I want to experience what everyone <laughs> experienced." So you that want I can three be episodes of charging up a spirit bomb? Exactly. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> I'm to
2: give the yep. Entire name <laughs> Good God! Yeah. Um, the uh... oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. What did you just ask?
1: Sorry, I asked which version. Oh, the version. You said what? you want to watch the yeah. original. You want all the filler. You want to know yes. what everyone else experienced.
2: Yes, yeah, my bad. Um, yes, yeah, so we're watching the original version. I think it's the American music, though. Bruce Falconer, I think is his name, his music. We watched Japanese for a while before we switched over to American, and it's hilarious how the Japanese music, it's its mostly the same every episode, but it's this very upbeat Happy, like, and the narrator's like, Krillin is dead, everyone's dead. And then you switch <laughs> to the American version, and the music's like more fitting for the tone. Um, yeah, it totally changes the show when the uh, narrator's not happily talking about how
1: everyone's dead. When there are stakes, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, you can find me on most social places online at Ruthlo M or MichaelRuthlo.com or .ca, whichever you prefer. Um, but more importantly, you can find me in the Discord, hanging out with a bunch of really great people, um, and sooner than later, watching Wes's Dragon Ball show in the YouTube comments. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled.
0: Uh, Michael, you are here, so please, end the show in that oh-so-special way you do.
1: And that, my friends, is one last game left behind.